You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. Christmas is about so much more than presents and noche buena. Be uplifted in this Christmas Eve message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. All right, Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, so good to see all of you here. You know, you're prioritizing God before you eat your noche buena. Uh, it speaks a lot of your uh, devotion to the Lord, but allow me to just go ahead and send you greetings from our family. We'd like to greet you. Merry Christmas from our family and from all the staff of Victory. Merry Christmas. Can you please uh, greet the person beside you? Merry Christmas. Ian. All right. Okay, we do have uh, something special for us this evening, and um, you know we're not going to take too much time, but... Uh, hopefully in this word, we're going to be having a growing revelation of God and Jesus Christ. And uh, hopefully it will help us embrace God's will and purpose for us as we look back uh, in 2012. And how many of you are grateful for this year that is about to end? Yeah. Come on, parang hindi convincing yan. How many of you are grateful for this year that is about to end? Amen. And the year that is, you know, about to start in 2015, I believe that you know, God has given us so many things that we can actually uh, be grateful for. And, uh, you know, may, many of you probably have received good news. And how many of you know every time we receive good news, there's always joy that comes with good news? Amen? How many of you have received your bonuses or your uh, early salary? Some actually have received their early salary uh, because uh, walang pasok, okay? Or maybe you've probably, you know, this year when I may have been uh, the year that you've got, you've got married, or maybe this is the year that God has given you a special someone. Maybe this year, for those of you who are just uh, newly uh, married, this is the year that God has given you a child. And uh, you know, every time we hear good news, it gives us great joy. Amen. How many of you, uh, how many of you can say great joy? Everybody, everybody say great joy. Great joy with a smile. All right. And so uh, we are actually uh, going to look at, you know, as uh, uh, the music team has sang about uh, Mary's song, you know, we're going to look at, uh, Mary right now, and uh, the song that she sang as uh, she uh, received the word from the, from the angel about this child that she would be bearing for the next uh, nine months in her life. Can we all stand up right now as we read from Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 46 to 55. This is also known as the Magnificat. Okay, everybody say Magnificat. Okay, Magnificat. Okay, verse 46, it says, And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Verse 52. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. How many of you feel that right now? And the rich has sent away empty. Verse 54. Can we all read this out loud, the next two verses? He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we are just so grateful tonight as we celebrate, Lord, the coming of our King, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, who became incarnate for us. 
He is the Word, and He was with God. And we thank you that the Word became flesh, and He made His dwelling among us. We thank you, Lord God. We can celebrate tonight, Lord God, the coming of our King. And Lord, we thank you that you will open up our hearts and our minds to receive what the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. All right, basically, this, uh, this particular song was sung by Mary as she was visiting her uh, cousin Elizabeth. And uh, if you are going to read Luke chapter 1, the first chapter started off by uh, Zechariah, who's a priest to the Lord, who's married to uh, Elizabeth. And for many years, they have been believing for a child, but uh, Elizabeth, unfortunately, has been barren. And the Lord, actually, through an angel, appeared to Zechariah while he was in the temple and made a promise that he will have a child. And how many of you know that whenever God gives us a promise, he will be faithful to fulfill that promise? Okay, and so the child that was uh, to be born was named John the Baptist. And so John the Baptist is the cousin of Jesus. And so, you know, after about, I think after about, uh, the year after, sorry, uh, uh, Elizabeth got pregnant, and for the next uh, four months, she was uh, just waiting in her hometown. And Mary, uh, after, you know, receiving a prophetic word, or actually a vision from the Lord, went to her, and this was exactly the song that she was singing. And when she approached Elizabeth, the baby in the womb of Elizabeth, basically that was John the Baptist, you know, about to be born, leapt in her womb and uh, made a tumble turn and, uh, you know, basically got excited because of what, she, what he was feeling wh- was coming to him, which is the future uh, son of God to be born. And so that's exactly the scenario here. And so Elizabeth basically declared, Mary, you are blessed among women. Everybody say, blessed among women. She didn't really say blessed above women, but she was blessed among women. Definitely Mary uh, was special and considered chosen by God, but definitely she was not a perfect woman. But somehow because God chose her out of all the teenagers during that time, you know, it was a big risk for her, you know, she being betrothed or engaged to Joseph. And can you imagine if you're a single lady, and, uh, you know, an angel appeared to you and suddenly you become pregnant and you're still a virgin. How many of you know that is, you know, something that you need to deal with, especially if you're engaged, okay? And so, you know, how can, what can you tell your, your parents, you know, dad, mom, I'm pregnant, you know, but, you know, don't worry, I'm still a virgin, you know. Nobody will believe you. How many of you know that? Because it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was actually born or actually conceived in the womb of Mary. And so... Uh, her attitude towards the Lord was that of faith. And so uh, Elizabeth said this in Luke chapter 1, verse 45, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment what has spoken to her from the Lord. Truly, every time we hear good news, it gives us great joy. I remember when, um, you know, after we've lost our, our son, and we received a prophetic word from the Lord, we actually, me and uh, Shirley, attended a uh, pastor's retreat in Baguio, and our prophet from the U.S., Pastor Jim Lafoon, basically spoke to us and gave us a prophetic word right after, you know, a few months after we just buried our son. That was about 11 years ago. And uh, this prophet basically told us that, you know, I've seen your grief, but I'm going to replace, replace this grief into joy. 
and uh, don't worry, I'm going to give you two arrows. I said, wow, praise God. And, you know, he's, this, she's, he's basically describing that uh, from this time on, God is going to give you two more children. And he used the word arrows. I believe those two arrows are actually from Lasal, okay? Uh, <laughs> they are archers, okay? They're mighty archers from the Lord. And uh, so what's interesting is imme- that, was, um, uh, that was May in 2004, and uh, our daughter Anna was born May of 2005. How many of you know that God is faithful to His Word? Okay. One year after, we were given a child. And the year after that, we also had another daughter named Andrea. God is faithful to His promise. Amen. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, God is faithful. Don't worry. Just wait. Just wait. Every time we receive good news, it brings us joy. So this is also known as the Magnificat, as I said earlier, in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. It says in the ESV version, My soul magnifies the Lord. I think this is in Latin, Magnificat anima mea dominum. Everybody say those words with me. One, two, three. Magnificat anima mea dominum. Yeah. Latin ba yun? Pasajun? <laughs> or Greek, okay? All right. I want to talk about three attributes of God, you know, we, we see this in the song that Mary just sang. First attribute of God was God is mindful of us. Everybody say, God is mindful of us. What do you mean by mindful? His mind is full of us. Okay? Mindful means to look at, to show special attention, to consider, to come about, to remember with favor, to express concern, to act with loving care. How many of you know that God is definitely one who is mindful of you and me? Amen. You know, God is thinking about you. If you think that God has forgotten about you, think again. God has never forgotten about us. God is mindful of us. God is mindful of our state. God is mindful. God is considering everything that we're doing right now. You know, in Luke chapter 1, verse 46, he made a, uh, Mary made a declaration, My soul magnifies the Lord. Basically, she was wanting to bring uh, God uh, above her situation. She, instead of her worrying about what she would say to um, her future husband, Joseph, she was just magnifying the Lord. Maybe she was saying, oh no, I'm pregnant, but, you know, I, but this is the Lord in my womb, and yet, and yet what, what, what do I do? So what do you do if you're in a situation of desperation? Do you worry or do you worship? Mary chose to worship the Lord. Amen. Instead of worrying, she chose to worship the Lord. And then she said, And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Basically, what she was say, saying here is, you know, though she was chosen by God, she's actually also in need of a Savior. We know that Mary was chosen by God not because she was a perfect teenager, but because she was merely a vessel who was willing to be used by God in actually being used by God to be a vessel to bring forth the Lord Jesus. And she made a declaration that my God is my Savior. Mary herself is in need of a Savior. In fact, the, 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 the lyric of the song that uh, the, the Pentateuch actually, or the Pentatonic sang a while ago was, uh, the, the child that you will deliver will soon deliver you. You know, it's interesting that the child that she will deliver one day, that she will give birth to, will, the same, will be the same Savior and the same Son that will deliver her from her sins. 
And she was making a declaration. She was humbling herself before the Lord. She was magnifying the Lord because the Lord was mindful of her lowly position. Okay, in uh, in uh, ESV it says, For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. But in the NIV it says, For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Psalm 8.4, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him. Can you imagine? God actually took the time to create us. He intricately fashioned us. He's mindful of us. He never forgot, forgets about us. Isaiah 49 verse 15 says, Can a woman forget her nursing child? You know, if you're a mom here, definitely you will never forget your nursing child. You'll never forget about your children. Okay, but yet the Bible says that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb. Yet even this may forget, yet I will never or I will not forget or forget you. God is, number one, mindful of our eternal state. Everybody say eternal state. God made provision for us. He's mindful of us. That the reason why we're celebrating Christmas is not just, not, not just so that we can actually have uh, joy or happiness in the celebration or in Noche Buena or in the family gathering, but God is actually looking at the future, looking at our eternal destination. And, and uh, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And how many of you are grateful that God sent His Son, Jesus, to be a Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world? Amen. That we are secure in our eternal destination because Jesus Christ paid the price. He is mindful of that. The reason why we can celebrate Christmas is because one day, okay, 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was born, became a man, ultimately sacrificed Himself on that cross so that you and I can have eternal life. Not only is God thinking about our life in heaven in eternity, but God is also mindful of our earthly needs. How many of you have earthly needs? Can you please raise your hand? Okay? Lord, kuna mo ng picture to mga to. At bigyan mo sila ng surprise in 2015. Okay? The Bible says, Matthew 6, 8, Do not be like them, for your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask Him. God actually is mindful. Even before we ask, God already knows. That's why we don't have to worry. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, do not worry. Okay? Don't worry about your situation right now. You know, I was uh, awakened by a text this morning by a member of our church. And her, uh, sorry, his, his daughter was actually in, um, in the hospital right now. And we visited, visited her daughter. And they found out about three days ago that she was sick of pneumonia. And then yesterday, it became, it, she was healed of pneumonia, and now it became sepsis. And so, just the situation was, you know, a bit desperate. And he attended uh, the service earlier, and he, she, he was just a bit shaken. I said, you know, bro, I know that God is definitely mindful of you, and he's going to take care of your needs. And so we believe God for, for, for provision, and he's also believing actually for, for donors, for, for blood. And uh, there were people who responded to, uh, to that call. And so I, I just prayed a, a prayer of faith for him. And I believe that God will be the one to take care of his situation. Amen? And so whatever it is that we're in need, whether it's provision financially, healing, God is mindful of us. God is mindful also of his promises for us. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then at act? Does he promise and not fulfill? 
in Numbers 23, verse 19. You know, as a father, I'm so careful to say anything that would actually break a promise to my children. You know, many times my children would actually, you know, ask me something and they would respond. They would actually ask me and they would egg me to respond by saying yes or no. They would not receive a maybe from me. And, and you know, one time I, they would ask me, Dad, can, I, can, can we, can we uh, stay up late a bit? And I would say, uh, maybe. You know, because if I say yes, I'm, I'm committed already. If I say no, they'll tell, they'll tell me I'm, I'm, I'm killed joy. Okay? But yeah, I, I, I want to be able to, you know, be able to give the promise that I've given, uh, you know, uh, fulfill the promise that I have actually given to them. But yet God, every time He makes a promise to us, He will definitely fulfill that promise. Amen? Number two, God is mighty for us. God is mighty for us. In Luke chapter 1, verse 49, it says, For he is mighty who has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Verse 51, he has shown strength with his arm. You know, this particular situation in the life of, uh, for example, in the life first of Elizabeth, Elizabeth being an older person, barren. How many of you know it will take a miracle of God for a barren woman to get pregnant? Okay. Of course, maybe nowadays we have uh, medical breakthroughs uh, that can actually, uh, you know, help a couple, uh, you know, become pregnant. But yet, the major miracle that we can actually see here is that of Mary, that a virgin can be pregnant without anything happening to her. Just out of the blue, because of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, coming upon her, she became pregnant. That speaks about the Lord being mighty. You know, he, 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 uh, that he actually is actually a mighty God. And if we believe God, and if we believe for our situation, God can actually deliver us from whatever situation that we are in. Luke chapter 1, verse 37 says, For nothing will be impossible with God. Let's all read this out together. One, two, three. For nothing will be impossible with God. What is your situation right now? That's what I'm, say- what I'm asking. What is your situation? It, is it a, a situation of impossibility? Is it, you know, something that's uh, just beyond you? Something that is just, you know, uh, a, something out of desperation maybe? Maybe you're sick right now. Maybe you're in need of financial breakthrough. Maybe a new job. Let me just uh, assure you that God is giving His word to us tonight. That nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Genesis chapter 18 verse 14 says, Is anything too hard? From the Lord, at the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. In the same way, this, uh, you know, God has given a promise to Abraham that he will have a son through Sarah, and yet, you know, he actually helped the Lord by uh, allowing Sarah to, to give her maidservant Hagar, and we know the story that out of that particular relationship, Ishmael was born. But how many of you know that we do not have to help God whenever He gives us a promise? Sometimes when you help the Lord, all the more there's going to be more trouble. But yet God was still faithful that in the same year, the next year rather, uh, that God came and He actually gave Sarah and Abraham the promised son, Isaac. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by His love. He will exult over you with loud singing. My last point is this. 
God is merciful to us. What is number one again? God is mindful of us. Second, God is mighty for us. And third, God is merciful to us. And how many of you are grateful that God has shown us mercy? You know, we are in deep need of the mercies of God because we are sinners and we need forgiveness from the Lord. Luke chapter 1 verse 50 says, And His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. You know, God is merciful to those basically who fear Him. How many of you fear the Lord here tonight? You know, I, I am I'm just so grateful. You know, I was talking to uh, you know, some nationals, foreigners, actually yesterday as I was, or the other day, as I did a wedding. Oh, sorry, yesterday. And, um, you know, basically they're asking, so how's the culture in, here in the Philippines? Is it easy for you to be able to uh, lead a church or, or pastor a church because uh, most of the people here are Catholics? And I said, you know, somehow one of the things I appreciate about our religious culture is we were brought up with this uh, mentality of fear of the Lord. You know, that somehow it's, uh, you know, the, the Catholics have actually a basic knowledge of who Jesus is and, you know, the Trinity. And so, uh, you know, though they're focusing mo- mostly on good works, you know, somehow, but the, 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 the belief of God, the belief in God is actually the one that brings actually the fear of the, of, of the Lord in them. And so, um, you know, God is merciful to those uh, who fear Him. God is also merciful to the humble. Everybody say, the humble. Luke 152 says, He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. How many of you are humble in this place? Please raise your hand. Okay, you're proud to be humble. Okay? All right, God is merciful to us. If we will humble ourselves before the Lord, the Bible says, God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble and to the lowly. God is definitely. Uh, knows that we are sometimes at the end of our ropes. And, uh, you know, if we are in desperate situation, we just need to humble ourselves and ask the Lord for help. And God, in His mighty, and, uh, mighty hand and His mercy, will give help to us. Secondly, uh, we see that in the, in the same uh, text, Luke chapter 153, For He has filled the hungry with good things. I believe that most of you are hungry already for our Noche Verena tonight. But the Bible says, if you are hungry, you will be filled. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, you will be filled tonight. Okay? Because you are hungry. Okay? In fact, that is part of the Beatitudes of Christ. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And the rich he has sent away empty. You know, we always need to just be humble, hum, uh, humble and hungry before the Lord. I believe this uh, coming uh, year, 2015, as we start and kick off our uh, prayer and fasting in January 5 to 9, we will all be hungry. And I believe that the reason why God wants to look at us is not just because we're sacrificing, but it's because God, we want to hear from the Lord. Amen. You know, let me just uh, once again remind all of us, January 5 to 9 is going to be our annual prayer and fasting. How many of you are planning to join us in our annual prayer and fasting? Okay, so we hope to see you there. Uh, five nights, we're going to be having straight uh, prayer meeting right here in this place. We hope to see you all hungry and a little bit thinner, okay, right after the holidays, okay? And uh, my last point is this. He's also merciful to the helpless. 
merciful to the helpless. In verse 54, he says, For he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. You know, God wants us, when we come to that point and place, wherein we will acknowledge that we are dependent on him and we are in need of his grace. There was one particular story of this uh, woman who went to Napoleon. He was asking for mercy for his son, or for his son rather, because the son committed twice uh, an offense. And Napoleon said, your son deserves to die. And the woman said, I'm asking for your mercy. And Napoleon said, he does not deserve mercy. And the woman once again said, if he does deserve mercy, then that is no longer called mercy. And so Napoleon said, okay, I will give him mercy. And he was granted pardon. That's exactly what mercy is all about. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. We deserve judgment. Amen. We deserve death. We deserve you know, the judgment of God. But God, in His mercy, did not allow us to go uh, through the fires of hell or to, to suffer for the consequence of our sin because somebody took our place and His name is Jesus. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Mercy is not receiving what we all deserve. And we deserve judgment. And because God has been merciful, He extended His, ar- His hand to us so that He can forgive us from our sins. Titus chapter 3, verse 4 to 7. And this is my last verse as I uh, prepare for communion this afternoon. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us not because of the works done uh, by us in righteousness, but according to what? But according to His own mercy by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs to the hope of eternal life. You know, what are we facing right now? As Mary has actually received this word from the Lord, she's thinking of, you know, maybe this is a concern for her because it will change the plan of her life. But yet, in her humble state, she realized that God was mindful of her and that God is mighty for her and that God is actually merciful to her. I hope that we will also remember as we celebrate Christmas, tonight we're going to go and uh, you know, have reunion with our family, uh, enjoy Noche Buena, remember the Lord Jesus, that no matter what situation you are, you may actually consider 2014 as a good year or maybe for some a bad year. But remember these things, the attributes of God. God is mindful of us. God is merciful to us. And God is always uh, uh, mighty for us. We hope you were inspired by that message. On behalf of Victory Alabang, have a Merry Christmas. Thank you and stay connected.